You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV, and happy birthday, Tom Lang. Happy Balls McWednesday, everybody. You guys doing all right? Hanging in there? For some reason, I think it's like 13 days in a row I'm still stuffed up. Getting damn tired of this. Like getting to the point I want to throw something. Just every morning, still stuffed up. There's a little jack-o'-lantern container of candy over there. That'd be fun television if you just, just chuck that chuck across the, the room. candy everywhere and leave it here. That's good for YouTube shorts. <laughs> just a made-up thing. So, do we provide enough energy to look like we're locked in? Yeah, I wonder if they um, decided to pump in crowd noise with four people clapping. In That's order the to better way to the, do it this atmosphere. week, man, because simulating that atmosphere is one of... Quiet desperation. You're at the park looking at the ducks. I mean, we got to have, you got to have, this is a far cry from, you know, Talladega. I mean, you got to be, you got to provide a little something of yourself, man. What's the most boring movie you've ever seen? Anywhere in the realm of it. First thing you think of, you're like, man, this movie is boring. I have to leave. Or I have to leave? I have to change the channel. Yeah. Uh, I went to a movie on the beach in St. Petersburg when I was 16, and I cannot remember the name of was it, it now. Beaches? No, no, I would never go see Beaches. But I went with a girl named Laura, and I remember that's why you went. Yeah, but that, yeah. But we went to this. Oh, it's gonna drive me nuts. It was this. It was supposed. It was like an artsy classic film or something. And I remember reading this great review, and I thought, and but it wasn't. It wasn't contemporary. It was something that had been done, I guess. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go see this movie. You know, it's lauded as this great film, and it's playing at this cool little artsy theater in St. Pete on the beach. And I was like, oh, let's go. And I kept waiting for the thing, like, the, the oh, so this is where it's going. We were like an hour in, and it's just this woman on a bus. And I was like, okay, well, this my- is, I can't do this. Anymore. I'm losing patience here, and I'm very patient. My point is, you grab the score from a movie such as that, and that's what you pump in when they go 11 on 11 <laughs> instead of music that pumps you up because you want them to feel down in doldrums. That's what Snuggy Hill's like. Although, I have a sneaking suspicion we're sending a lot of people in Garnet and Gold this weekend 
And when our defense takes the field, it's going to be a little bit louder. That's my suspicion. I hope so. I hope we have a maniacal group that keeps it within the line, okay? Keeps it, you know, let's just, just go be loud, be supportive. Let's get, you know, because this is, you know, how many times have you watched us go out there and play? And we've seen a gazillion noon kickoffs at Wake. And and it used to be this way at Duke, although the reason I always hated Wake, long before we began losing to Wake, we'd be on the wrong end of the injury scenario when we played Wake. For years, their old field, Tom, you don't remember this. This is before your time. But their old field used to be a disaster for us. We would have injury after injury after injury every time we went to Wake. And when I first started in radio, it was so bad that I would spend 25 minutes on a diatribe about that effing field and how this, as soon as you can get your backups in, please do. Not that I'm rooting for those kids to get hurt, but it beats the hell out of your starters getting hurt. And we had it all the time. We would never get off that field without there being an injury. They changed the field. And then the thing you were always trying to combat was obviously the silence, the, the lack of atmosphere, this just nonsense where you could, when you have the game on in your house and you got it cranked up as you do on game day and you're just locked into your game, you hear conversations in the stands. Well, this is ridiculous. I hear this dude just telling this other dude where he's going next week on vacation. Like, there's nothing to this atmosphere. This is awful. Second and 10 here for Florida State. You ever been to the Cayman Islands? <laughs> and you're like, these two dudes are right next to the box. I can just hear this whole conversation. Sue's been once. She said it was delightful. I, I'm, there's I'm a pass over there. the middle. Caught. Yeah, and it's that's going to be a first down for Wake Forest. They're in Florida State territory. Game tied at 10. You're like, oh, this is ridiculous. You get so – because you can feel it. You can feel it happening. And that guy's talking about how, boy, oh, boy, I almost ran out of gas the other day on the turnpike. I was sweating it. I was on the light for 20 miles. Those moments where you are watching, the, I, it's funny. This is how the grand upsets Makes occur. Makes you more mad. Uh, the, the big upsets happen, and you and there's no atmosphere, and you're just watching this nightmare play out before you. It happened this year against Boston College. How many of us watched as that thing began to get tight and said, well, they're going to lose. Oh, that's, that's what we're going to do. We're going to F around and lose out here today. Because like, there's a moment in the second half where I think universally – Florida State fans were like, oh, we're going to lose. Okay. Oh, that's what this is today. Another one of these, huh? We're going to remember this one forever. We're going to lose this Boston College team. Because it, I mean, even the most level-headed, there's a couple of moments there. Especially, look, bottom line is if you don't get that face mask, you're going to lose the game. And we get the face mask and you're like, oh, thank God. That's it. Survive. I had a good buddy of mine who's not a, not an old, but he's been in media covering college football for 40 years. Great guy. And he lives in South Florida. And he texts me. And he's like, how many times have we seen either a Florida State or Miami team in one of these weird atmospheres against lesser teams with no fans and a sorry atmosphere and been sitting here going, are we going to survive this? Are we going to yeah. find a way to get this win? Uh, for Miami, that's most home games. But yes. <laughs> he means even when they were good 20-plus years ago. But yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah. Damn it, man. 20 plus. That's right. It's weird to think about. And I, you go back and watch it, you're just one third and 19 after the other. Really? That's, he's going to convert that? Is, look at that dude running wide the hell open on third and 20. Stays on his feet. <laughs> like, well, yeah, of course he did. 
You don't have to say it like that, man. Yeah, the way they say stays on his feet or it's – did he catch that? I think he did, Bob. You're like, oh, and he's then, so gleeful. Yep, and then Bob goes, <laughs> how about that? He did wow. catch it. That's going to be a first down for Boston College at the Florida State 7. Uh, you've just never seen a stranger play. That's why oh. they play the game. Like, you know, oh, I'm going to slap this bitch in a second. You get so mad. I'll tell you what, partner. That's yeah. why they line him up. Unbelievable. And now Florida State knows they're in a ball game. Here we go. First and goal from the seven. BC looking to take the lead in the fourth. This is mm. really something, partner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that Those are the hardest. And it's always those announcers that sound exactly like that. Don't look now. The don't look now. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, it, we're tied at 20. It's the D team. Yeah. You know? like, we got a ball game. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, pal. <laughs> You're looking to make your career highlight reel today, which um, so, West Durham didn't need it. He has his yeah, bona fides yeah. at the NFL level, but he got the Jacksonville State call. <laughs> As he's making the call, it's like, I don't believe I'm making this call tonight in that situation, but how about this? This one might be my legacy in college football. So when when you're in a game where that kind of weirdness is flipped and it feels like it's, it's run away, it's off the tracks, the train's off the tracks, so it's always – when that happens, it's always twenty-seven to seven, Florida State. It's always twenty-seven to seven. You're like, oh, this is we're feeling good. This we're all right here, guys. Well, Ten thirty-two to go in the second quarter. Yeah, yeah, twenty-seven to seven, feeling good. And then you do something dumb. Sometimes it's something as simple as a missed field goal from thirty-four that would have made it thirty to seven. Mm-hmm. All right, well, would have liked you to make that kick. Quarterback sack on a third and twelve. Roughing the passer because the passer, drove him into yep, the ground. Yep, don't, don't get off the field. First down at the 50. All right, guys, let's gather. Let's go ahead and get this thing back. Let's go. Let's go. They go down, score, seven minutes left to go in the half. All right, 27-14. Yeah. All right, all right, all But right. we did bat a ball in the air and drop the interception. Oh, right between two guys. Yeah, yeah, fell just somehow harmlessly to the ground. Oh, that was close. I'll tell you, that could have changed the game. And then the next thing you know, it's 27-14. And then you go three and out for whatever reason. You kind of look a little discombobulated. Johnny drops the ball right in his hands on third and seven. That would have been a first down. You're like, oh, going to drop that one, are you? That's a toughie. Okay. Here comes a shank punt. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> oh, that's uh, uncharacteristic. That came off the side of his foot, Bob. That's yeah, only... that's a seven-yard punt. Mm, that is a seven-yard punt, isn't it? That's yeah. when they break out what? The trick play. This is the flea flicker that hits. And then you're like, oh. Wide open. And we're in a game. We're in a game. We've got a game. Mm. It's now we go. 27-21, yeah. 4.47 to go in the second quarter. <laughs> You're furious. You're getting a text from me, and it's just all its all happening. You're like, look at this nonsense. Yep. Now, see, that is what we're going to avoid, everybody. That is the kind of nonsense we're going to avoid this Saturday. Let's see how buttoned up and businesslike we can be to avoid that scenario, which we've seen countless times. Mark Herslick, what do we have here? <laughs> we got ourselves a game. Mark Herslick. It's like when you played, Mark. <laughs> we never had much success against them, but I'll tell you what. What a ball game we got here today, Steve. That's for sure, Mark. Here we go. We get set to kick it. Oh, it's an onside kick. You're like, oh, I think they got it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. 
bounces like 10 yards. <laughs> it's the most perfect onside oh, kick yeah. you've ever seen. Yep. He mm-hmm. catches it, gets yes. both feet down, and right? he's yeah. going. <laughs> it's never that. Yeah, he, like, <laughs> he grazes his toe. Yeah. But they're going to have to watch a replay for 10 minutes because that's going to make you angrier. Yes. Yeah. Well, and he would, if he put his heel on the ground, he'd be out of bounds, but somehow his heel never came down. Yeah. He rolled over. <laughs> it's a miracle. So the heel yeah. never touched the white. Well, I think they're going to say he's in. Well, the call on the field was that he was in. I don't see enough to overturn it. You're like, well, no, no, either here do comes I. Yeah. Gary Patterson's Joker ass. He's like, after review. Yeah. <laughs> Wake ball. Oh, yeah, and you're just livid. We also have a sideline warning <laughs> on Florida State. Yeah, I mean, Mike's starting to do the knee bend, stare off in the distance. Oh, there it is. That's the knee bend. St- yeah, I've got Mike down. He's not winning poker games against me. His tell is so good. It's it's like as soon as it starts going off the tracks, here comes the knee bend, looking off into the, <laughs> into the distance. And we call a blitz because we're trying to – Make a statement. And it, it's too de- long developing. The safety takes forever to get downhill. Daniel, good call here, by the way. Don't forget the three straight awful calls from the ref in this sequence. Yeah. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. well, there's a – well, it looks like they missed a hold there, Bob. Yes. How about that, partner? Yeah, that's – Boy, oh boy. Sometimes you need the brakes. I think you'd be thrown in jail for that. <laughs> well, that's a blatant face mask. I don't think they uh, – No, they didn't see they it. They didn't see it. As it stands, it's first down, gain of 11. First down, that's a – Mm, boy, that's a tough break. Yes, 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 it is. It's a tough break. And then the guy says something that it, it uh, brings you no comfort. He says, well, these are the kind of things that can uh, happen. Always, always. Oh, well, really? Yeah, these are the you, kinds of things that can happen. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> well, when upsets are stirring, you're like, okay, just shut the hell up already. How many times have we seen teams come into Winston-Salem and have a harder time than they expected? And they make it sound it's like it's because of that team and not just this 17 set of bizarre circumstances that never, ever happen in a football game. Strange things happen in, in Winston-Salem well, it, all the time. You know, you go back to that tip pass in the second quarter, Bob. I still, you know, that hit him right in the hands. That's going to make this game 34-7. to He's going to walk in if he makes that catch. But instead, it's set up third and 13. They convert on that drive. They go on to score a touchdown. And let's not forget, right after that's the onside's kick. Those two touchdowns have got us to where we are now, and this is a ball game with seven minutes to play. You're like, yes, yes, it is. They go to break, come back, they cut to the sideline. Well, look who's in the house. It's Tim Duncan. Wow. Legendary. Uh, Legendary (laughs) moments here. And he's saddled with Chris Paul. You're like, okay, they're all here. The whole game's all here. There's 10,000 people in the stands, and Chris Paul and them are here for some reason. Then they summon a graphic of their basketball greatness, and they miss a play, and it's second and six. And and you didn't see anything that happened. What the hell happened on first down? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And oddly, by the way, one of those players, for some unknown unknown reason, arrived at the game on a motorcycle. Always. It's always some great. (laughs) Well, he's with the Deacon. He's on the back. Oh, look, isn't that funny? Look at that. He's with him. There he is. on. Oh, that's Wake Forest. Great. Tim Duncan on the motorcycle. And now it's time for our food lion keys to success here on the ACC Network. (laughs) Painful. Wake Forest tackles for loss. You know, we said it was going to be a big stat today. They've got 10 and a half, 10 and a half here in the third quarter. Inspired play. We're not cursing the team, Zyler. We're just going through the litany of things that have occurred over the years and sound oh so familiar in those just absolutely empty atmospheres like Wake or Duke or any number of other schools where mm. you're just thinking, my God. And here's the the final 
nail in the coffin. Yeah, that guarantees that is, you may not lose, but that you're feeling the angst of all of this. So you got the ball, mm-hmm. and now you just decided, screw this. And you are deciding to man up. Yep. You're running the football. You're getting downhill. Here comes the fumble. Well, it wasn't actually just yet. Okay. That's still that's, that's still, still to come. Might be in the red zone. But you hit a couple of big plays, and then their linebacker suddenly falls to the turf. Oh, yeah. Now the, the delay. Yep. Now no other. And he's fine. He's and fine. you know he's fine. Everybody knows he's fine. You can't say it out perhaps, loud. Perhaps a little gamesmanship here, Steve. I'm not sure. We'll be right back. Four and a half minute commercial. Oh, break. and you're walking around the house, popping a beer, going, "Are you kidding me with this nonsense?" We were going to score here. We're going like to f 30s. around and yeah. lose this game. By the way, the fumble is always accompanied by, "Did that ball pop loose?" It's <laughs> right. never obvious. Right. It's never. Yep. <laughs> it's like it's always in a scrum. Nobody can really and then tell. You see guys going, and then you see like, wait, wait, wait a minute, what, what did he say? And then you hear the guy, "Did that ball pop loose?" That's it's always that. You're like, son of a bitch, he Wake, fumbled. Yeah. Wake Forest <laughs> thinks they have the ball. They no, do. They do. They got the ball. How about this? <laughs> and it's number 99 for Wake, and they say <laughs> he's running off the field. And they say field. Malcolm yeah. Ray with yeah. the recovery. <laughs> and they get like, it wrong. That's our player. It's not Malcolm That's Ray. That's our 99. You ass. Yeah. Did that ball pop loose? Oh, I hate Flip that. Flip the roster card. That hopefulness in a guy's voice, did that ball pop loose, drives me more batty than any other aspect of this. Did that ball pop loose? He's, he's couldn't be more excited. He's like, I think I saw it. Yeah, it's, and you hear the spotter in the booth going, yes. <laughs> Definitely a fumble, Bob. We're going to have to look at a review. We'll be right back. This is This is close. This could be a game changer. And as they're going to break, they're showing you the slow motion, and you see it start to wiggle. You're like, oh, he, he fumbled. He definitely fumbled. That's third ball. That's when my neighbor hears me things say things I shouldn't say. Well, That's when my neighbor hears the GD yep. at the top of my lungs. <laughs> and he goes, my, how's the game going, uh-oh. Jeff? <laughs> That's when Christy goes, get it together. Oh, with the windows are open. The whole neighborhood yeah. can hear you. And then you say, "Oh, well, they're they're blowing it, man." Yeah. And and the guy says, "Well, I mean, that's what happens when you go to oh, wake." Oh man, I, there's not even a refuge in my backyard. Nope. I just shut the door at that point and say, "Okay, let's grow up here. We gotta we gotta buckle up. We're gonna have to figure out a way." And when you win a game like that, Dad, what are we getting for dinner? Oh. <laughs> Jog your ass up there and get something because this is ridiculous. Here's five bucks. Go to the Circle K, get a hot dog that's been there for three days. You're welcome. Oh, that was kind of fun. I feel like in a weird way, that was cathartic, everybody. We got that out of our system now so we don't have to do it Saturday. The good news is in real life, when you say what's for dinner or Bryce or Clark does, you'd say, well, I already got you the platter, son. From Zaxby's. You proud see? Golden Chief boosters for over 18 years. They've endured some of those calls. I can count They've on that. They've heard all that before. The food's not going to be a problem, son. All right? So, you're welcome. Here's two platters with all the sauces. I know you wanted the torch sauce. I got, got it. The torch sauce. Got the torch sauce. I got the spicy. I got the torch. I got the classic. We're all good. I got, by the way, we varied this thing up. I got a Philly over here. I got the platter with just the uh, fingers over here. I've got the classic chicken sandwich there. We're all good. Split top bun, thick cut pickles, all good with the cheese to boot. Forget about it. One of your 107 neighborhood Zaxby's. 107. Wow. My goodness. We and, have so many to and, choose from. And son, before they award the ball to Virginia Tech or Wake Forest or whoever we're playing in this scenario, I'm going to get some Texas toast. <laughs> I'm going to stew over a piece of Texas toast because right now that's the only thing. 
maybe a swig of beer or two. After review, you know, you already know. And then the, the fans, runner was not down. Yeah, and then you're gonna see the fans go berserk. The little pocket well, of fans that the, are still the four there. People, yeah, they're yeah. going nuts though. They're louder than any four fans you've ever heard in your life. Like, oh my god, that was my Flanagan, by the way. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. By the way, also those fans that are annoying you because they're cheering extra loud for this fortuitous thing that's happened to their club. They all have pom-poms for some reason. You're like, look at these clowns actually with the stick, bringing in. The, yeah, with the, the long sti- stick. With the long stick, always. They're like, look at these a-holes. Like it's 1957. Unreal. Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply hello there podcasters oh don't worry i won't prattle on for two minutes like i do with some of the other reads zaxby's doesn't demand it of me (laughs) Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a Beer Giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around. Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. So, by the way, there are a lot of really uh, gratifying uh, talking points around Clemson right now. And it's worth us keeping a close eye on because you know how we just went through those scenarios that drive us nuts when an upset's on the verge of happening? And the all-too-familiar refrain from the announcer when these certain things happen, long conversions, untimely fumbles, tip passes, bizarre outcomes of plays. I think you can do the same thing just through history and through experience 
understanding Clemson seven and six in their last thirteen games. Just say that out. Let that sit there for a second. Once more, they're seven and six in their last thirteen games. So, one of the cool things um, to, to think about with that is that I saw where Dabo Sweeney mentioned that he feels like they're a good football team, that they're not that far away. I've heard things like that before when it's all falling apart. Oh, we're a play away. If we get a bounce here or there, we win those games that we've lost. And um, it's fascinating to watch it all play out the same way because most of the time, elements of what people are saying, in this case the coach, are true. When you and I look at that Clemson team, I think we would both say, oh, man, there's some real talent on the rise on that football team. Now, not, not only on the rise, there's some existing talent. Obviously, Will Shipley's been there for 105 years, but that he's a talented player, right? And we, there's certain defensive players on that roster that we've seen for way too long that are very good as well. Their linebackers are incredible, probably the best in the ACC. And you look around, and you're like, well, that's a really good player, and there's a really good player. And I identified that freshman wide receiver who hit us for a big, long play, and I said at the time, before that game was played, Ben, he's going to be good. we got a problem with him. He's, he's going to be an emerging difference maker. I think there's elements of what Klubnik's done. I talked about the quarterback rating and many things he's done that showcase some real ability there. But it's always the other stuff that's going on that leads you to believe. It's very rarely that, oh, my God, they don't have any more good players. You know, like that, eventually you get to that place. Eventually you fall off to a point where you stop getting commitments from really good players. But when it begins to decline, it's very rarely that you don't have good enough players because usually it's on the back end of a run that's epic that's the whole reason you're paying attention to begin with. So you're looking out there and you're going, really good player, really good player. He's a five-star. That's a four-star. That's a five-star. We really we, we just lost out on getting that kid, and we wanted him really badly, and he's their starting right tackle, and he's really freaking good. And there's that, you know, and you do that. And this is where if you're connected, this I talk about this a lot, about being in the city covering a team. Like, we know before Florida State's about to be good that they're about to be good. And we know when it's about to fall off a cliff. And rarely is that represented in a record. So when you're about to fall off a cliff, you're often 10-2 and two or 11-1. and one. And behind the scenes, you, me, and a few others would be going, I got some problems on the horizon. This is not, this is not good. I was talking about that with Jimbo towards the end. What's interesting is not to take this away from the point you're making, but I feel like in the portal era, you're, you're teetering more violently between both existences. Yeah, yeah. And it's quicker. Like it can when, happen quicker, sure. It can happen quicker. Like, yeah. we need to fortify the ranks here next year a little bit more. Yeah. Oh, or else yeah, we got problems. Because I think we have some problems developing. Yes. Right. It could be a player. It could be a segment group. could be you know, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Like, we feel great this year, but with the purge that's coming. Yeah, we need like, to do this, this, and this. Yeah. And, yeah, and in the old ways, it would be, well, I mean, you've got three recruiting classes you can fall back on right now. It's like, eh, kind of, maybe. Right. So... The other aspect is that when, when you're bad, when you've been bad, like we were bad at 5-7, and seven, and we had the three straight losses in that season a year ago, but I was, I was really confident they were about to be good. I thought, okay, man, culture's starting to kick in. These guys are still together. They're practicing well after three straight losses. That's rare. We haven't seen that in a long time. They're still bonded. They still believe. And they got a really easy schedule coming up. I think they'll win all those games. Well, what that's going to do for you? Well, we see what it's done for us. What it did was attract the Keon Coleman 
for starters. What it did was an attractive, it became attractive for Jaheim Bell and a Kyle Morlock and so on and so forth, guys that are really contributing. What it did was obviously get you to a place where Hakeem Williams would say yes. So you you graduated on and we knew like they're going to be good. I, I think I said 11 and 1. I think you said 12 and 0 or 11 and 1. I can't remember what you said. I, I, I think you said Pitt. 11 and 1. You picked yeah. us to lose to Pitt. Yeah. I picked us to lose to Clemson. We haven't lost to anybody. All right, good. So here, here you go, right? Clemson, we could begin to see, and then I thought, oh, man, maybe he figured it out and went and got him some good coordinators. He realized he had the wrong dudes and went out and got a guy that certainly looked like they would – you'd see an uptick in their offense at the very least, you know, something along those lines. But it turns out it's more broken than that, and that is typically a sign of a broken culture. Something's gone awry where they're not – they don't believe you. Whatever it is you're selling – Usually in Dabo's case, it's religion. Whatever it is you're selling, they're not buying. They don't think you're a man of authenticity. You may say those words, but they don't think you're living those words. And I think it's fascinating when that happens, because once that's broken, if there's a bond broken, a trust broken, if suddenly there's some disbelief in, in what is being said, you know, all of a sudden the thought that maybe that's not authentic, maybe it was just used, in a certain way. And it could be anything. It could be anything. It could be a recruiting pitch. It could be the aforementioned religion. It could be all could those be playing things. playing time. Could, yeah. You speak could, about habits. Yeah, yeah. It could be a lot of things. Right? Veterans keep on rolling out there, even though the habits are not where they need to be. Right. And, yes, we had that happen here under Jimbo. So you watch that stuff happen, and then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, man, they're losing in spite of the fact that they do have some talent. It's not working. It's not working. That's what that looks like. You blow leads to Miami on the road in the second half that you're in complete control of, and they've got a freshman quarterback who can who looks like he's shot-putting the ball. It's an awful offense for Miami in that moment. But that team, which has been broken, was fighting like hell. Fighting and fighting and fighting. As much as I don't like to give them credit for this, they you've got to give them credit. They were, they were down. That would have been really easy against that defense to roll over, down 10, whatever it was. You could see them deciding – Grand opening, grand closing. This happened last year. It's happened the last however many years under any number of coaches. Here we go. We think we're this thing. All of a sudden, some, all of a sudden, something derails us like the Georgia Tech game. Then we turn around and get blasted in the second half against North Carolina. Now we're down at home. This guy didn't even want a home game. And here we go again. But no, they kept fighting. They kept fighting. And the brokenness of Clemson is what got exposed that they don't believe in those moments. And they certainly don't believe down in the red zone. And they are fractured and a quarterback does feel the need to just decide to go rogue on his own on the one yard line in overtime which is insane yeah it's goofy because you could look at it the way that you are which i think is correct it's symptoms of a greater issue like for example much greater issue one of your star defenders is unavailable due to a violation of team rules before a miami game i mean come on now it's problematic that is Huge. These are all indicators. But it's a fun, you know, if they could handle inside the five yard line this year, they probably only have a couple losses. It's just, you would think that the issues would occur in a different spot on the field than I've gotten all the way to the red zone. I've gotten all the way to goal to go. In some cases, I've gotten all the way to the one yard line, and I'm going to give the ball away. And that's happened three different times this year. I mean, they've had how many goal to go possessions with no points or little points, but my God. It, like that might be the thing that breaks them, but what a weird way to get broken. That's new. I think though there are other issues there. They got 
somehow they got run on by Miami, and Miami was one-dimensional the whole time, and that is weird. I think part of that was, and maybe this is where it, the high school recruiting isn't where it needs to be. Like even The classes can be great, and for Jimbo, they were before the yeah, fall. Yeah. The high school r- rankings, if you're talking about composite rankings or industry rankings, whatever, at the time, I think it was the, the composite that was uh, the benchmark. We were top five, you know, sometimes maybe six or seven, but it's a top 10 machine, top five routinely enough. That's 16. 2016 should never have happened. The way because of the talent, yeah. But when your culture's broken and you've got a locker room that is divided, yeah. I think what happened to Clemson is Miami had the ball for 37 minutes in regulation. At some point, they're running out of gas. But that's interesting that Clemson could run out of gas. I was going to say that's new. Well, and again, it's the one aspect of that game, and we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But it's that aspect of that game that bothers me is that I think Miami, if they begin to believe, and obviously this is somewhat dependent on the fact that Tyler Van Dyke has to come back. But if they begin to believe they're going to win those games, they are manned enough in the trenches to do so. And Chaney's a really good... He's a good back, and they run hard. He runs down the hell hill. Well, (laughs) and if you have any doubts, that's how they're going to build their team. Their head coach is a former all-world offensive lineman who wants to road grade you. I mean, that's what they want to do. So, I keep track of the race against time and all these elements that we look at, and I'm always saying, look... With a guy like that who's primarily a very good recruiter and a terrible game day coach, you have to hope that the losses get to a place that it breaks up the talent he's been able to accrue. That you begin to lose games because you don't know what you're doing in-game. And all of a sudden you find a way to lose to Georgia Tech out of nowhere. And you don't, you know, obviously show up in the second half against North Carolina and they go on a 24-7 to run. You know, all these things that it begins to seed um, – you know, it's so the seeds of doubt where people begin to think, ah, you know, listen, that was a good pitch, but we don't win games. We don't win games. I'm tired of being here. We never win games. And by the way, there's nobody in the stands. This isn't what I thought it was going to be. I'm going to leave. I'm going to transfer. I'm going to decommit. That's what you had to hope would happen. And we, there's still hope that, that it could. But if somehow he finds a way to win uh, enough games that they do stay intact, then he can build a bit of armor that to, to, you know helps defend them against his incompetence in game. Because at some point, bigger, stronger, faster is bigger, stronger, faster. And, you know, you see that sometimes, and that's like I'm watching that closely. And meanwhile, I'm watching Clemson, which has a lot of bigger, stronger, faster already on the field, but there's problems off of it, and now that group is losing games they ought not lose, and 7-6 and six in your last 13 is a pretty big sample size. And all of a sudden, they're going, you know – F this place. Well, and they've got Notre Dame around the corner, and they've got North Carolina before the season's over, too. God, don't you feel like Clemson-Notre Dame is 13-10? to 10? I do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's like, yeah. that feels ultimately low scoring. So, they're at three losses right now? Yeah. Lose both here. Seven and five. Seven and five with those players? They could. I, I, I don't think they'll lose both those games. I agree, but it's not inconceivable. No, it's not. Maybe South Carolina at that point. <laughs> They're six and five playing South Carolina. Well, South Carolina feels a little broken too, right about now. So they do, we'll but see. if you're <laughs> we'll broken see. yourself, anything can happen. That's true. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. The Jeff Cameron Show brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com.
play that game before where you say the most frightened you've ever been. Like, what, what's the most frightened you've ever been? Mine involves this song. <laughs> Being in the front row at uh, Lollapalooza and feeling the crowd surge to a place where I couldn't breathe as I was up against the gate. And there's, I don't know, 20,000 people behind me. I can't make them move. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, top five for me would be storming the court twice for Duke in 2006. Oh, so frightened. As well, pointed out by Coach K, it's such a dangerous situation. Well, not for his players, that <laughs> ridiculous person that he is. But, yeah, when you're in the middle of that mosh pit and you've got some drunk frat bros around you and they're kind of stumbling. Oh, did you, you get stomped on? Uh, well, I had flip-flops on and I got I got flat tired a little bit, so that means like my yeah. Achilles was cut up pretty bad. But, <laughs> no, it's just that you realize that if one guy goes down, we've got a real uh, got issue a here. on our hands, yeah. I'm like, okay, I've done this, yeah. so I'm good. Not good. not going to do it again. Not going to do that again. The other would be on the interstate as you're hydroplaning, I would think. I did that. That yeah. was uh, that's a That's a toughie. I was oddly at peace with that. That's the yeah. weird thing. Yeah. I was oddly at peace in the biggest car crash I've ever been in, too. It slowed down. Yeah. Everything slowed down. Yeah. It turned. This was coming up on 19, it, what is tantamount to 19. And uh, I had to hit the brakes in the median because there were oncoming. There was oncoming traffic. I was just going to go straight through because I thought that was the safe way and there were cars coming. So I had to slam on the brakes and the car went sideways. I mean, the tire tracks went for. Yeah, oh, forever. Yeah. And you're thinking once I hit that median, I'm going to flip. It's going to flip. Oh, yeah. And, and there's dead, a concrete yeah. median. I didn't know if I was going to stop in time. So it was basically, this is it, pal. And I was oddly like, okay. I've had a okay. good run. Yeah. At 20. <laughs> uh yeah, it's it's uh it's fascinating. I the that song, um Mountain Song by Jane's Addiction, uh yeah, I knew as soon as it happened, I knew as soon as they started that opening baseline, I was like, "Oh, this is going to get crazy." Cuz it was also how they opened the set. And I was up against that guardrail and I could see the security people on the stage looking nervously. Because it was just building and building and building, and then the part where he goes, and you see the surge, and I'm thinking, okay. And then I remember feeling that and going, I can't breathe. But they were cool. They all jumped down and started pulling people out of the front row. They were just pulling people out. That's what they're there for. Well, that's what they're there for. Dead I mean, they were Jesse's. they were yanking people, yeah, including me, out and just like getting you into that space between the stage, and then you just circled back around. I remember being like, do it my, again. My hand was shaking. I was like, Jesus, man. I gotta tell you. Middle school dance, asking people that you wanted to dance—that <laughs> is—that is terrifying. Well, that's a different kind of terror. But it that is. is not the same that is as pure I could fear. die. This, this is just the oh. mixture of sweat and hair gel. You're like, oh, yeah. But you see, you should have seen the mix of sweat and hair gel in the '80s. Holy moly! Excuse me. I won't yeah. say who. I was in class of '32, and some of them listen to this. You could probably yeah. guess who you are out there. But yeah. Oh my goodness. Woo. <laughs> Excuse me. That's always a good one. What are you supposed to say? Hey, hi? No, no. Excuse me is the right way to go about it. They look at you like you're, you know, because they're just standing there awkwardly themselves. Oh, man, that was was the worst. Rest in peace, Richard Roundtree, better known as uh, Shaft. And um, that's a good run if you're him, man. How about that? Seven. He was 81. And was kind of oddly familiar to everybody post-1971. So my lifetime, that guy has been around. And that was a unique and original character. And how cool it would have been to be him. Mm. To be uh, a man of strength and portrayed as such, as a superhero almost, uh, in, in a role that had not been 
ever given to an African-American. And then to have that and then that launches a series of similar type films with action heroes that are now uh, allowed to include African-Americans because of that film and because of him and his portrayal and how awesome that would be like to know that, oh, well, you know, I'm in a weird way. I'm partly responsible for this, but he played college football. He was a tough bitch. He was, and you could see it. You could see it like he could portray it. And then obviously launched a career. Pretty cool. So just rest in peace to him. 81. Was he tougher looking and, and did he have that presence more than Carl Weathers who played uh, some high level ball? Um, I just remember he was such a familiar face and so strong, but Carl Weathers ended up being like almost like a um, a bodybuilder type. Yeah, like by the time hero. you see yeah. him in the second Rocky, you're like, what in the world? Yeah. I mean, it's a different looking Slap dude altogether. Slap Arnold. Kill <laughs> him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, he became a different looking guy. But man, um, that that character obviously still famous, still resonates all these years later. So did want to make mention. In my youth, he was everywhere. I remember that. If you saw an action film, you're like, there he is. You know it's particularly scary? It's part of the performance, obviously, in the character. But Tom Hardy in Warrior? He's incredible. Kind of hunched over with the traps. The hunch over thing yeah, yeah, and the, yeah. the way I don't talk. care if I live or die thing. Yeah. Like, like, kind of always looking down and sideways at you. Yeah, I buy that. He was on pills. and he's like, He doesn't care if he goes or doesn't. Yeah. Well, I just remember seeing a whole thing about how he was like, well, I don't I don't want to take the film because I've never done any of this before, and I know that community is very unique, and they look for whether or not you can actually mm-hmm. you know, do these things. So then he ended up training for a year to do that, and you can see how massive he is in that, and they're like, ooh, you went cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. He did a little <laughs> he bit. He went all in. Yeah. He went, well, that's what you want a guy to do. That's why that movie's great. Yeah. It ain't the screenplay. No, it's him. Although Nolte is incredible. But that's the thing. It's, yeah. it's him and Nolte, and- that screenplay is kind of trash, but they bring it to this place. It, it they got they got go the they it. got the dialogue right though between he and Nolte, and then all the yeah. stuff out of the ring. They got right. They got yeah. all of that right, which is what makes that fun. Yeah, I mean Kurt Angle is some sort of post-Soviet <laughs> UFC fighter. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> so this last game, I said Jaheim Bell would be the star. We've gotten any. Thoughts on this weekend, or is this just this is a big day for the receivers again? I think it's the receivers. I yeah. do too. Wake That's why is, I asked you. Wake is quick if you're trying to run angle to angle. Again, mm-hmm. this is another team that it, it would suggest that you want to go straight at them if you're going to run the football. But spreading things out makes the world go round here. I, I just wonder if they'll do that. There was a little bit of that against Duke, but I wonder if they'll break that out here this weekend. So we are total EPA in the passing game, number 10 in the country per play. We're number 11. Um, We're number 10 in uh, passing per game uh, in terms of expected points added. Uh, We are top 25 in success rate in the passing game. Um, So those are all really telling stats that suggest spreading them out and throwing the football to set up the run is kind of who we are. Now, that said, we have some good numbers running as well. If you look at the totality of the season, not on first down and not on certain types of runs, but because we've had so many explosive runs, really some of the things that skew the stats with us running the ball is the is the Trey Benson game, the 200 yards rushing game. Yeah, that kind of skews who we are on the ground. It it does a little bit, but it's not to say that every game is like Clemson where we can't get oh, run no, going. Like no. even against Duke early on, we hit a couple of things that yeah. were eye opening. Like oh wow, Duke hadn't given up a lot with pulling action and early Lawrence hits one and, and Trey hits another uh, we're successful enough. And I think against an opponent like this, you can probably be, 
But it's one of those, get out to the good start. You know, let's go on the road and do that. We've now done that at home where we've gotten off to a good start. Virginia Tech's the best example. But let's go put them down before they start having delusions. Here. Our success rate rushing the ball is top 50, but it's not top 40. I saw, I think the last I checked, success rate running the ball. I think it was like 42nd, 43rd, somewhere, somewhere in there. So it's okay. Well, um, it's also another week of, of judging where's the offensive line. Uh, they made some decisions on Saturday that had nothing to do with well, we communicate what drive this guy is going to go in. So he knows all along. There were coaches' decisions to pull players because of performance. Well, there's there's a particular player that I've been waiting for that to happen with, and I'm glad it did. So what does the left side of the offensive line right, look like right, this weekend? Right, that's exactly right. Well, said, it depends if Washington's back. And if Robert – well, and Washington played the most snaps of anybody at left tackle, but then Robert Scott was on a pitch count last week. He only yeah, had nine all, snaps. Always seems to be. This has been ongoing for a very long time now. Let's my concern, dude. How about 50 pitches? Well, I mean, I'm, you know, at some point, you're going to have to, honestly, if you go five, six, seven games in a row where a guy can't take more than 10 snaps, at some point, you're just going to have to believe he's not capable at any point of taking more than 10 snaps. Because there's a buildup factor here. And this is some of the arguments that we make about this rotation stuff. Like, okay, I got it. There are games where you could do that. But at some point, you are going to ask in a playoff game, for example, your best players to be on the field for a very long time. At some point, you're going to tell Jared Verse and Fabian Lovett and others, I need you on the field for 60-plus snaps. Yeah, I would think if you're taking Miami seriously, that these next two weeks would be critical for that. Ramping up, especially for Robert. I'm talking specifically Robert Scott's snap count. If you want him to be a huge part of the Miami game, then... This weekend or next, there's got to be a ramp up here. Yeah, I'm wondering when that will be. Um, oh, by the way, this is where I would tell you we could do uh, probables at the end of the year, finally. Uh, but you know what? we got to reintroduce, you and I? Because the first game of the World Series is the uh, is the 27th. What's today? Uh, so it's Friday. So yeah, Friday. So Today's the 25th, I know course. that. I was talking about the day of the week, Wednesday. Um, so... Gallon goes uh, – by the way, that's the other weird part about Arizona winning. Gallon didn't have any success whatsoever, and they still won. Uh, but Gallon will get to start for the uh, D-backs, and the Rangers have not decided yet. Mm. Well, a couple of game sevens, that makes sense. You're coming off of a whole staff situation, and you want to align things properly. You're gonna this have- is a nightmare World Series, though, for MLB for ratings. Like, oh, oh God. yeah, no, no. This Rangers, is, this, D-backs? This is not what they had hoped for, no. That is correct. Astros Phillies would have done a little bit better at the box office. But F the Astros eternally. Power Mill Training Academy. Equipping motivating athletes focused on baseball and softball with the specific tools to reach their true potential. 27 alumni in the major league. That's a good thing. 45 years of experience. 2,000 plus alumni overall. They've got programs for both baseball and softball. That's a very good thing. And they'll develop strong fundamentals in both. So if your kid wants to play baseball, wants to play softball, and wants to be the best they can possibly be at it and need those fundamentals to do so, make sure you go see them at PowerMillSports.com. Big steak tonight for your birthday, buddy. What you doing? It could be or it could be uh, food in. Uh, I'm doing, haven't decided yet. Well, huh? I'm, I'm going out. Um, we've got you know dinner with friends and such the next two nights after this. So this it. might got be a, yeah. a dinner in kind of night. We'll see. But uh, that's after the interactive hour at five o'clock. Which I was is- just about to say we got to promo the interactive hour, which is early today. It's early, at five p.m. Two hours from now, five p.m. We will see you all there. Hopefully, you are there. Thanks for showing up in advance. Good work out of you, Tom. Happy birthday, brother. Thank you. And uh, good work out of you, Director Matthew. Playing through pain.
proud of him. Be well, everybody. Peace.